0: VOLUME 2 CHAPTER 16 OF THE AUTOBIOGRAPHY OF Madame Kion. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG THE PHYSICIAN OF WHOM I HAVE SPOKEN WAS DISPOSED TO LAY OPEN HIS HEART TO ME. OUR LORD GAVE HIM through me all that was necessary for him for though disposed to the spiritual life yet for want of courage and fidelity he had not duly advanced in it he had occasion to bring to me some of his companions who were friars and the lord took hold of them all it was at that very same time that the others of the same order were making all their ravages, I have mentioned, and opposing with all they might the Holy Spirit of the Lord. I could not but admire to see how the Lord was pleased to make amends for former damages, pouring out His Spirit in abundance on these men, while the others were laboring vehemently against it doing all they could to destroy its dominion and efficacy in their fellow mortals. But those good souls, instead of being staggered by persecutions, grew the stronger by it. The superior and the master of the novices of the house, in which this doctor was, declared against me, without knowing me, they were grievously chagrined that a woman, as they said, should be so much flocked to and so much sought after. Looking at things as they were in themselves and not as they were in the Lord, who does whatever pleases Him, they had condemned for the gift which was lodged in so mean an instrument, instead of esteeming the Lord, and his grace, yet this good brother, at length, got the superior to come to see me and thank me for the good which he said I had done. Our Lord saw so order that he found something in my conversation which reached and took hold of him at length. he was completely brought over he it was who some time after, being visitor, dispersed such a number of those books, brought at their own charge, which the others had tried utterly to destroy. Oh, how wonderful thou, my God! In all thy ways, how wise! In all thy conduct, how full of love! How well thou canst frustrate all the false wisdom of men and triumph over their vain pretensions there were in this novitiate many novices the eldest of them grew so very uneasy under his vocation that he knew not what to do so great was his trouble that he could neither read study pray nor do scarcely any of his duties. His companion brought him to me. We spoke a while together, and the Lord discovered to me both the cause of his disorder and its remedy. I told it to him, and he began to practice prayer, even that of the heart. He was on a sudden wonderfully changed, and the Lord highly favored him as i spoke to him grace rode in his heart and his soul drank it in as the parched ground does the gentle rain he felt himself relieved of his pain before he left the room he then readily joyfully and perfectly performed all his exercises which before were done with reluctance and disgust. He now both studied and prayed easily and discharged all his duties in such a manner that he was scarce known to himself or to others. What astonished him most was a remarkable gift of prayer. He saw that there was readily given him what he could never have before whatever pains he took for it this enlivening gift was the principle which made him act gave him grace for his employments and an inward fruition of the grace of god which brought all good with it he gradually brought me all the novices All of whom partook of the effects of grace though differently according to their different temperaments never was there a more flourishing novitiate the master and superior could not forbear admiring so great a change in their novices though they did not know the cause of it one day as they were speaking of it to the collector, for they esteemed him highly on account of his virtue, he said, My fathers, if you will permit me, I will tell you the reason of it. It is the lady against whom you have exclaimed so much without knowing her, whom God has made use of for all of this. They were very surprised, And both the master, though advanced in age, and the superior, then submitted humbly to practice prayer after the manner taught by a little book which the Lord inspired me to write, and of which I shall say more hereafter. They reaped such benefit from it that the superior said to me, I am become quite a new man I could not practice prayer before because my reasoning faculty was grown dull and exhausted and now I do it as often as I will with ease with much fruit and a quite different sensation of the presence of God and the master said I have been a friar these forty years and can truly say that i never knew how to pray nor have i ever known or tasted of god as i have done since i read that little book many others were again to god whom i looked on to be my children he gave me three famous friars of an order by which i have been and still am very much persecuted he made me also of service to a great number of nuns, of virtuous women, and even men of the world. Among the rest, a young man of quality who had quitted the order of the knights of Malta to take that of the priesthood. He was the relation of a bishop near him who had other designs of preferment for him. He has been much favored of the Lord is constant in prayer i could not describe the great number of souls which were then given me as well-maids as wives priests and friars but there were three curates one canon and one grand vicar who were more particularly given me there was one priest for whom i suffered much through he's not being willing to die to himself and loving himself too much. With a sad regret, I saw him decaying, falling away. As for the others, there are some of them who had continued steadfast and immovable, and some whom the tempest had shaken a little, but not torn away. Those these start aside yet they still return but those who are snatched quite away return no more there was one true daughter given me whom our lord made use of to gain many others to him she was in a strange state of death when i first saw her and by me he gave her life and peace She afterwards fell extremely ill. The doctor said she would die, but I had an assurance of the contrary and that God would make use of her to gain souls as she has done. There was in a monastery a young woman confined in a state of distraction. I saw her, knew her case, and that it was not what they thought it was as soon as i had spoken to her she recovered but the prioress did not like that i should tell her my thoughts of it because the person who had brought her thither was her friend they plagued her more than before and threw her back again into her destruction a sister of another monastery had been for eight years in a deep melancholy unrelieved by anyone her director increased it by practicing remedies contrary to her disorder i had never been in that monastery for i did not go into such places unless i was sent for as i did not think it right to intrude but left myself to be conducted of providence "'I was very much surprised that at eight o'clock at night "'one came for me from the prioress. "'It was in the long days of summer, "'and being near, I went. "'I met with a sister who told me her case. "'She had gone to such excess that, "'seeing no remedy for it, "'she had taken a knife to kill herself. "'The knife fell out of her hand,' and a person coming to see her had advised her to speak to me. Our Lord made me know at first what the matter was and that He required her to resign herself to Him instead of resisting Him as they had made her do for eight years. I was instrumental to draw her into such a resignation that she entered at once into a piece of paradise all her pains and troubles were instantly banished and never return again she was the greatest capacity of any in the house she was presently so changed as to be the admiration of the whole community our lord gave her a very great gift of prayer and his continual presence with the faculty and readiness for everything. A domestic also, who had troubled her for twenty-two years past, was delivered from her troubles. That produced a close tie of friendship between the prioress and me, as the wonderful change and the peace of this sister surprised her, she having so often seen her In her terrible sorrow. I also contracted others such ties in the monastery where there are souls under the Lord's special regard whom he drew to himself by the means he had been pleased to make choice. I was specially moved to read the holy scriptures. When I began I was impelled to write the passage and instantly its explication was given me, which I also wrote, going on with inconceivable expedition, light being poured in upon me in such a manner that I found I had in myself latent treasures of wisdom and knowledge which I had not yet known of. Before I wrote, I knew not what I was going to write, and after I had written, I remember nothing of what I had penned, nor could I make use of any part of it for the help of souls. The Lord gave me at the time I spoke to them, without any study or reflection of mine, all that was necessary for them. Thus the Lord made me go on with an explanation of the holy internal sense of the Scripture, i had no other book but the bible nor ever made use of any but that without even seeking for any when in writing on the old testament i made use of passages of the new to support what i had said it was without seeking them they were given me along with the explication and in writing on the new testament therein making use of passages of the old, they were given me in like manner without my seeking anything. I had scarce any time for writing but in the night, allowing only one or two hours to sleep. The Lord made me write with so much purity that I was obliged to leave off or begin again as he was pleased to order. When I wrote by day, often suddenly interrupted. I left the word unfinished, and he afterward gave me what he pleased. If I gave way to reflection, I was punished for it, and could not proceed. Yet, sometimes, I was not duly attentive to the Divine Spirit, thinking I did well to continue when I had time, even without feeling his immediate impulse or enlightening influence, from hence it is easy to see some places clear and consistent and others which have neither taste nor unction. Such is the difference of the Spirit of God from the human and natural spirit. Although they are left just as I wrote them, yet I am ready, if ordered, Adjust them according to my present light. Didst thou not, O my God, turn me a hundred ways to prove whether I was without any reserve through every kind of trial, or whether I had not yet some little interest for myself? My soul became hereby readily too pliable to every discovery of the divine will and whatever kind of humiliations attended me to counterbalance my lord's favors till everything high or low was rendered alike to me methinks the lord acts with, with his dearest friends as the sea with its waves sometimes it pushes them against the rocks where they break in pieces sometimes it rolls them on the sand or dashes them on the mire then instantly it retakes them into the depths of its own bosom where they are absorbed with the same rapidity that they were first ejected even among the good the far greater part are souls only of mercy surely that is well but to appertain to divine justice. Oh, how rare, and yet how great! Mercy is all distributive in favor of the creature, but justice destroys everything of the creature without sparing anything. The lady who was my particular friend began to conceive some jealousy on the applause given me, God so permitting it, for the further purification of your soul through this weakness and the pain it caused her. Also some confessors began to be uneasy, saying that it was none of my business to invade their province and to mendle in the helps of souls. But there were some of the penitents which had a great affection for me it was easy for me to observe the difference between those confessors who in their conducting of souls seek nothing but god and those who seek themselves therein the first came to see me and rejoiced greatly at the grace of god bestowed on their penitents, without fixing their attention on the instrument the others on the contrary try underhand to stir up the town against me i saw that they would be in the right to oppose me if i had intruded of myself but i could do nothing but what the lord made me do at times there came some to dispute and oppose me two friars came one of them a man of profound learning and a great preacher They came separately after having studied a number of difficult things to propose to me. Though they were matters far out of my reach, the Lord made me answer as justly as if I had studied them all my life, after which I spoke to them as He inspired me. They went away not only convinced and satisfied but affected with the love of god i still continued writing with a prodigious swiftness for the hand could scarcely follow fast enough the spirit which dictated through the whole progress of so long a work i never altered my manner nor made use of any other book than the Bible itself. The transcriber, whatever diligence he used, could not copy in five days what I wrote in one night. Whatever is good in, it comes from God only. Whatever is otherwise comes from myself. I mean from the mixture which I have made, without duly attending to it, of my own impurity with his pure and chaste doctrine in the day had scarcely time to eat by reason of the vast numbers of people which came thronging to me i wrote the canticles in a day and a half and received several visits besides Here I may add to what I have said about my writings that a considerable part of the book of Judges happened by some means to be lost. Being desired to render that book complete, I wrote again the places lost. Afterward, when the people were about leaving the house, they were found. My former and latter explications on comparison were found to be perfectly conformable to each other, which greatly surprised persons of knowledge and merit, who attested the truth of it. There came to see me a counsellor of the Parliament, a servant of God, who, finding on my table a tract on prayer which I had written long before, desired me to lend it having read it and liked it much he lent it to some friends to whom he thought it might be of service everyone wanted copies of it he resolved therefore to have it printed the impression was begun and proper appropriations given to it they requested me to write a preface which i did and that was that little book printed. This counselor was one of my intimate friends and a pattern of piety. The book has already passed through five or six editions, and our Lord has given a very great benediction to it. Those good friars took 1,500 of them. The devil... "'became so enraged against me on account of the conquest which God made by me "'that I was assured he was going to stir up against me a violent persecution. "'All that gave me no trouble. "'Let him stir up against me ever so strange persecutions. "'I know they will all serve to the glory of my God.' End of chapter 16. Athens, Greece, May of 2009.